Welcome into the Locker Room Talk podcast. I'm your host, Greg Williams, joined here by Jeff Hett and Ethan Wiles. We were very concerned about Jeff, if he was going to join the show or not. I guess he finished some homework and, you know, he's here. So we might get one Jeff Hett rant today. We'll see. I know Ethan is sunburnt, but get ready for a, a brand new week, right? Oh, yes, brand new week, oh. baby. Brand new week. So we'll, we'll, we'll start off with this. Uh, we somewhat start talking about this before we started. Uh, the NHL is back. Oh, in wait, I thought you were going to talk oh. about Patrick Wisdom and how good the Cubs are. I mean, this was this was stated like in the last episode. I mean, they swept the Cardinals, so I guess that's nice. Just comment. Comment on Patrick Wisdom. The 90 overall diamond card in the MLB The Show would say otherwise, Jeff. Thoughts, Jeff? He's a Sox good got player. crushed too, by the way. Yeah. He's a good he's a good player. Um I was Plus eighteen I was to four Boston. I was fair, I've been fairly impressed with his progression and everything. So um, hats how off that, to him. How about that Red Sox game today though? Don't remind me. eighteen to four? Yeah, well, I mean, the the scary thing is, is George Springer's not even got on his rehab assignment. The Blue Jays still need to go out and get another get another pitcher for that staff. So, did you like look at Ken Rosenthal's tweet because they pretty he pretty much said the same thing. Well, I mean, I didn't. I haven't even. I haven't been on Twitter all. For, you know, that's a lie because I saw you complain about something about the French or something like that out well, of the sports I mean, center. I haven't thing. really been. Other than complaining about that, I haven't really been on Twitter today, freaking messing, doing homework and stuff. So, but no, that's just baseball tweets itself. So, if he said the same thing, then, well, then I must be smart, right about something. So, I guess. Jeff is Ken Rosenthal. Yeah. Kind of looks like him. <laughs> Jeff, you got to rock the bow tie then. No, no, I'd be caught dead with a bow tie. You're from the South. How does that work? Just because I'm from the South don't mean I adopted all their fucking BS, okay? I mean, you adopted their accent. What the hell does the accent and the bow tie have to do with one another? Oh, no, wait, no, wait. The re- or the, the cowboys wear the, uh, the bolo ties. Sorry. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, Jeff needs to wear a polo tie. <laughs> I could, I could probably kill it too. But um, no, I mean, like I said, I was imp- I've been impressed with Riz- Wisdom's progression. Um, but yeah, you, you didn't even know who Wisdom was when we said Wisdom's the best player ever. No, that's why I did my re- no, that's why I looked him up, did my research before I got on here. That's why I asked you what we we're going to talk about so I could at least ha- have some. <laughs> Knowledge of the individuals you guys bring up. So, yeah. Jeff's homework really was studying for this podcast episode today. He said, <laughs> he said, yeah, he's giving the S sign. Well, here's the thing 
Jeff did one homework assignment that we both didn't do is watch the first round or the first game between the Islanders and the Lightning. Jeff was big on the Islanders, kept put, posting in our chat, saying F Tampa, go Islanders. Well, Jeff, take it away. This, I guess this could be your somewhat of a mini rant, except you're excited about this. So I don't know what this would no, be. No, I mean, this won't be my rant. My rant, my rant's coming down the road. But uh... – no, I was impressed with how the Islanders were playing up until the third period when they started taking uh, dumb penalties. And my key, you know, like I said, I picked the Islanders to win this series, and my keys to that, one of them being that they stay out of the penalty box. The Islander, I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning are, I think, 41.7% on the power play, which is godly. So – for the Islanders to win, they need because they've been effective on five on five is keeping it five on five and playing sound defense. So that's what they did up until the third period, late in the third period, where they started taking penalties, and that's how Tampa Bay got that one goal. Um, but yeah, they played well. Game one, game two will be interesting. I expect Tampa Bay to make it a to tie it up and go back to New York and tied one to one. Yeah, so, I, I mean I didn't watch I'll let you go. I'll let you go, Ethan. So after game one, who you think takes the series? Like if, if go if game two was the deciding game, who takes on the who takes on the series in your opinion? I expect Tampa Bay to win one to tie it up at one one. I expect but I'm picking New York to win it, and I think six or seven. That's my expectation because Tampa Bay is good. That's the thing. I mean, Tampa Bay from top to bottom is the most complete team in, in remaining in the playoffs. They have the depth. I just my the only reason I'm picking New York is because I've seen this Tampa Bay team pre pre the. Uh, COVID uh, playoff bubble thing that they did last year and this year I just I don't I'm expecting them to be the Tampa Bay of old where their expectation is to be in the Stanley Cup and then they choke so I'm expecting them to to choke one of these upcoming games the first game I expected this to be a grueling battle and it was but as long as New York can stay out of the box they'll be fine they just can't take stupid penalties now, do you think, because it's interesting now that we start the uh, the other series tomorrow night, do you think that either of those two teams stand a chance against either the Lightning or the Islanders? Because to me, I mean, I really like Tampa Bay. Obviously, they lost today. Like you said, yeah. they're the most complete team. Um, but the Islanders have been a scrappy bunch this entire playoff run. They've always yeah. been a way to find a way to come back. They battled against a really tough Boston Bruins team every game in that series, and I think this one's going to be just as tough. But I don't know. You almost expect Vegas to just cakewalk through that series. So, you know, I mean. The expect the expectation is that Vegas is supposed to either sweep or do a gentleman sweep on the Canadians. I, I think the Canadian again, the Canadians are the only team that really have nothing to lose remaining in this postseason there's no expectation for them now except that their young talent to learn 
the lessons of these of this postseason because next year, well, we got here last year. Let's do it again. So that's going to be the expectation for them. This this is just going to be growing pains for them. But I wouldn't be surprised if Montreal takes them seven because they've been scrappy as well. I did not think they were going to do what they did to Winnipeg and finish them like that. Winnipeg practically did not want to be in that series for whatever freaking reason. Um, as far as who I think could beat the Islanders, uh, honestly, I said Vegas, the Islanders or the Lightning because to me, I think those two teams, either way, whoever wins it, to me, I think knocks off Vegas mm. or Montreal. I think Vegas has the better chance against the Lightning. The Lightning, as far as the Islanders, I think the Islanders, if it's the Lightning, I would rather it be Vegas because they play the same style as as the Lightning. They're just better. In my opinion, they're a little bit better defensively on five on five. As far as the Islanders, the Islanders can play either Vegas or the or the Montreal Canadiens. But I'm I would like I think it's gonna I'm I have it right now as the Islanders or Canadians just because those are the two teams I would Ooh. like to see. But I picked it on Friday. Yeah, I think that's who I picked. You did pick you. You went the upsets. Me and Ethan went with the favorites. Okay. Still in shock over that. Yeah. And uh I'm you haven't changed your mind on that. Still do yeah. it. Montreal and Vegas don't play until tomorrow. That's what I'm saying is I don't think – well, I'm still picking Montreal. I just think – I like – I mean, Vegas is good, and hats off to them from getting there. But like I said, it's just Montreal is dangerous. Just the fact that they have nothing to absolutely lose – lose now it's all <laughs> gaining gaining experience the much needed experience in this postseason so i'd expect montreal to do it in seven i think i think i had and then the islanders but again Ethan, to answer your question if it's the lightning i want it to be vegas because vegas could, be, could go toe-to-toe with them if it's the islanders give me whoever out of the west um but I would agree with you. The Islanders or the Lightning series will determine, in my opinion, is going to determine who wins the cup. Yep. And I think the Islanders get past the Lightning, and then it's just on to who they're going to play in the West. To me, Montreal has to win one of two in Vegas. If they go down 2-0 in Vegas and have to go back home, that series is over, in my opinion. Sure, Montreal could take one at home, but there's, I don't think they're coming back down 2-0. It, dep- it depends if Montreal's having fans in the stands, which I think they are. And if that's because the case. You, go ahead. That's, and, uh, I'll look that up. If I mean, right. if they're not having fans in the stands, I don't think they went. I don't – then I agree. They have to win one in, 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 in Vegas. If they're having fans in those stands, which they haven't had all playoffs – Vegas will not win two games in in Montreal with the Canadian not with this not with how the Canadians are playing right now and the fact that they're going to have fans in the stands 
I, I, I expect that I expect it to be a uh, split home and home. And then after that, it just becomes who, who just wants it. So you, you also got to hope that then the Canadians split in Vegas too, because even if let's just say Montreal and Vegas split in Montreal, that's going back you know, a 3-1 lead to Vegas. It's, it's over. No, what, it's pretty no, much what over. I'm saying is that if, if, if the Canadians have fans in the stands, if Vegas were to go up, go back to Montreal 2-0, and I expect Montreal with the fans to be up to, to tie it two to two. Ooh, that's tough. I don't. I. I. Don't, I think. I think if Vegas goes, if Vegas goes up 2-0, it's it's over. I, I agree with Ethan. It's over. Even yeah. fans or not, it's over. But we'll. I mean, we'll see. Um, game one. I like you said. Yeah, game one's tomorrow, so we'll see. And then it's just, eight o'clock p.m. our Central yeah. time. I know. Um, I know. Vegas, here's the thing. Vegas is also a pretty like hungry team. They went two years ago. They went to the Stanley Cup. They lost last year. They felt like they could have gone back to the Stanley Cup to actually win it. They couldn't do it against Dallas. This is pretty much like their best shot. You know, Montreal obviously not on the same like roster. You know, talent talent as them. And he's got to hope for the best. You know, in, in the um, on the other side with Tampa and the Islanders. I mean, I feel like if it's Island, the Islanders, Vegas has a very good shot of winning it all and I think we've nailed it there with if it's Tampa and Vegas that's like a back and forth series which honestly would be great for hockey yes 100% any update on the fans there in Montreal Ethan or couldn't find anything yeah so ever since game six against Toronto they've had 2,500 people and that's it um okay. until this week they formally made a request to the city of Quebec to uh, allow more fans in their arena and nothing has been reported back yet. So as of right now, 2,500 people in the Montreal Canadiens arena for game three. Yep. Yeah, that's not until Friday. So they got plenty of time to sort that out. However, let's go uh, the Islander uh, and Tampa Bay series. No, the Tampa Bay was huge favorites in this game. They're huge favorites in game two. Nothing really changed in that series. Islanders are the huge underdogs again. If the Islanders take two, go up two nothing, that's impressive. That's a scary bet. Uh, it, oh, I'm not, I'm not touching. I touched the I under not, today. I, I mean, I think if anything, the safe bet would be the Islanders plus a goal and a half. I feel like that's, a, that's this has been such a one goal. The Islanders have played such a one goal playoffs that I could see it being four three, three two, something like that. But I don't I don't think that it's going to be a blowout by either team. So the uh, a goal and a half for the Islanders, the odds aren't good either. It's almost two hundred. So no, it's, okay. it's, yeah. it's pretty much you have to go the the, the money line or. Hope for the goals, and right now the the goalie the goal uh, over under isn't that good either. However, that just came out a couple you know, a couple hours ago, so we'll see if that changes. Five and a half. Uh, okay. It, it was five and a half this game. Um, I went the under, so that was very that was very nice. Once Jeff put in the saying like "Let's go Islanders," and it was like one nothing. I was like, "Oh crap!" Did it just start? Found out it was like already the third period. I was like, "Perfect. Don't have to worry about it." I can't. I can't see myself touching that one just because 
I feel like that's such a five goal game again that it's like no, I wouldn't even touch it. I'd be hoping for like that extra or that empty net goal and just not getting it. I side note, Jeff, your goatee is growing in so quickly and quickly too. Bugs me because the top part of the the mustache kind of grows over your both of your lips. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going for that Sam. I'm, I told my brother today I was going for that. I'm going for that Sam Elliott stash. Once that happens, I'll probably shave the rest of this. Oh, that Tom oh, Selleck. No. So there's that. But um, no. Um, but yeah. Plus that this is a podcast. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I've thought about the idea of making like once a week we go on Twitter. Um, however, the the downfall is, uh, who's on Twitter at 11:30 at night Central Time? Maybe a couple people, but like during the week though, it's you know, not yeah. much going on on Twitter. I think we go live from the depot. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I get off at five. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm at, I work like from home. I don't too. get to work till seven, so it's up to you guys. We can do well, it. The thing that sucks about it, though, too, is because uh, I mean, we can easily do it. However, like games are just starting then. So we can't really like go over them. We would pretty much either have to be watching them, but then it's awkward for the podcast when like Jeff has to leave and all of a sudden it just cuts off at like maybe like the first period or like the second <laughs> or third quarter. So that's just a little bit weird. Yeah. It seems like that would have to be like for today going into Monday. Cause Jeff, do you work on the weekends or no? Oh, Ethan does. So that might be a little. At least, yeah, so see, it'll be a little tough unless people want to stay up to like 11 30, 12 o'clock. But you'd be Anyone surprised. Stay up. Anyone's willing to stay up with Jeff, but talk about staying up, partying. I can't imagine what the scene is like out in Phoenix right now. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going nuts. I was so close. I want to buy a jersey so bad at Devin Booker, the Valley jersey, but all of it's sold out already. Um, I was pretty mad about that, but today. Impressive game by Phoenix, 125 to 118, swept the Denver Nuggets and the MVP, Nikola, uh, uh, Nikola Jokic. That was just crazy. They're just such a good team. Chris Paul, that Chris Paul effect is unreal. He wants that ring. I would agree. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I mean, if it, I mean, uh-huh. Denver is like the first MV, uh, Jokic is the first MVP since like the 80s or something like that to get swept. I would have yeah. to look it up. ESPN post, ESPN you staff know, they, or something like that posted it. You know, I will. Uh, I, I, you know, I. Uh, what, what's it oh, called? Oh, here we go. It's rant time. Nineteen eighty nine. Oh, he took me to turn his uh, camera off too. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nineteen eighty nine was the last time an MVP got swept uh, in the playoffs. That was Magic Johnson. Okay, so no, I no, I just had to look look this person up. Okay, so on Barstool, I believe this league with uh, I can't remember, I don't know the other guy, I don't know the guy's name, but Trista Kirk, she's the one that I follow with all this. I'm just gonna put, I'm just gonna say this, and this is gonna be my mini rant for the night. If you're the Nugget play, Nugget players, and your coach is calling you soft as hell 
that's the response you give you give your coach. <clears throat> like seriously, you have the Jeff picking you to win the NBA title, and oh yeah, you picked him. Yeah, you're yeah, that's good And you do this to me, okay? I feel like he's gonna do a Skip Bayless rant, saying how could you do this to me and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're from Boston. How are you not used to this? And you're a Capitals and a Texas fan, too. Okay, yeah, Boston was probably the worst example of the two. But, yeah, those those ones, yeah, those fit. Celtics always fail, you know, at least in the past couple of years. Hawks beat the Bruins. Uh, you know, I, you know, I just uh, – I just – I sit back – I just – Hats off to hats off, hats off to the Suns. Um, here's, here's the thing too, like this was the closest game. All of them have been like Phoenix just been destroying Denver, and then this one was the closest one. It was a shame because Jokic got ejected. Um, a little bit of a soft call. Uh, the the main reason why he got ejected is because he like he like really came down. Uh, didn't really hit pain in the face maybe his bicep a little bit but not much of uh a lot of people didn't like that call uh and it sucks to see because he's the mvp you know he was having a really good game denver kind of played better defensively but that uh phoenix took advantage of it no denver could never capitalize on offense they couldn't keep up with booker and chris paul they're a dangerous team you know they're they're now they're going to be waiting the utah jazz and clippers I think Utah is the most complete team in the NBA. Clippers have two superstars and Reggie Jackson who's somehow like reviving his career right now. They get the rest. Chris Paul gets to uh, stay healthy and nurse that shoulder. Phoenix, I mean, this is, they got a huge advantage. And if this game goes, or that series goes seven, you're just in a perfect situation right now if you're Phoenix. Yep, that's what I was just about to say too. You better hope that that series goes six or seven because you got you're talking about Chris Paul who basically just grinded his ass off to get to this series win, and now you know you give him time. If you're the Suns, you're hoping that series gets over real quick. Just saying. Yeah, you better hope thirty-six-year-old Chris Paul gets that relaxation time and hit the hot tub and get better because. Either way, that series is going to get good. Why are you looking at me like that, Jeff? Because other than Chris Paul, no one wants that. If I'm the young players, I don't want that. I don't want the other series going sit going six or seven, and I start getting cold. That, that's that's always the that's no my reason. that's, that's my the thing. only that's bad excuse that, 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 for that. that. One thing, if you're an old team, yes, you want the boat. You want to get. You want the series go six or seven, but. This is a young team that's hot. If Utah or Clippers go six or seven and they're still hot, and one of them going to this series hot, no, I, I would expect Utah to handle that in six or seven. I would expect the Clippers to handle them in about six. So yeah. So here's the thing: if it does, I hope Chris Paul and the Suns do it, but they better. Uh, yes, you want Chris Paul to be healthy, but you want that series to be over. Soon. So if that if that series does go into seven, I don't think it's a huge advantage for Utah because they have the two nothing lead and they have to lose that two nothing lead, go to seven. That's not good. If the Clippers win, 
I think that's a little bit more dangerous because then, you know, down to nothing again, you come back to win in, in at least game six or seven. That's a little dangerous. However, they're coming off another series where it went seven, and then you go into another series that goes into seven against Utah. That's going to be very tough for uh, to go against Phoenix, who's, you know, coming off rest. I understand you know, that sometimes that's too much rest can be an issue for some teams, but you got to think, like, Chris Paul is going to keep them up to shape. They're going to be in. They're going to be in the gym, uh, you know, putting up shots and everything. Aiton's going to get healthy. Uh, Crowder, Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, I understand. You know, you, you don't want to lose that momentum. However, it's not like the only team that could probably gain momentum is the Clippers. And even at that point, they're going to be they're going to be really really tired going playing back to back game sevens. We'll see. So the other game today was uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And that series got a lot more entertaining. Brooklyn was up 2-0. Now it's 2-2. Kyrie Irving's out. He has a pretty, pretty uh, big ankle injury. If you saw the video, his pretty much whole ankle was touching the ground. It, it was surprised oh, nothing. Yeah, su- surprisingly, it didn't like it didn't come back positive on the x-rays or anything. Uh Milwaukee won by uh, you know by nine points or eleven points, excuse me. And uh, going back to Brooklyn, uh, Katie got locked up by PJ Tucker. James Harden is somewhat supposed to be back for that game, but Milwaukee seems like they're back in it. Go ahead. Actually, I don't care. The Nets, the Nets disappointed me today. The Kyrie injury. What a weird day for basketball. Kyrie goes down, MVP knocks someone out. No, well, I mean, then again, but you know, I like I'm I'm, I'm loving it. I'm not even a Nets fan. I'm loving this because uh, I mean, I'm disappointed in the Joker thing, the uh, Joker thing, but uh, Joker getting ejected. But Kyrie, that's just funny. That, that, yeah, you're you know, a Boston that, fan. Literally, I about that. literally, that's just funny to me. Like, because now this series gets even. And now the pressure's on KD to actually deliver. Can you can you win a ser- can you win a couple games until Kyrie or Harden are healthy by yourself? I wouldn't which, say it's even which because ask, which is what we ask Giannis and LeBron to do too. That's my thing. I want to say it's even because, you know, KD's going to be playing with Joe Harris, uh, Bruce Brown as in the starting lineup or something like that. That's his best teammates now. I get it. You know, KD's uh, a generational talent. You expect it out of him. But, like, it's not even whatsoever because Giannis is a superstar. Chris Middleton's an all-star. Drew Holiday's an all-star. Don't get me wrong. If – if uh, Kyrie was in it, I think Kyrie and KD made it equal, and then James Harden will kind of give uh, the Nets that advantage. But it, it, it somewhat sounds like James Harden is going to be ready for this game because he, he they felt like he's – I forgot what Steve Nash exactly said, but he said he's like he's kind of good to go, but they want to be safe about it. So I feel like James Harden is going to play this game. Kyrie could be like a game-time decision a little bit. But, yeah, this is it. And here's the thing. I feel like they pissed off Kevin Durant because P.J. Tucker was all over him. And, you know, you, and Katie's a Twitter guy. He's been, Everyone's just making fun of him. I will not be surprised if Katie just drops 50 points in the next game. 
I hope so, because I need um I would like, I mean, when you're the Nets and you go out and get three generational offensive talents, uh you're expected there's expectations. So uh how about are you, uh, are you really considering Kyrie Irving a generational type talent? Like generational type ball handler, sure, but like that's what I'm saying. Not don't miss. I mean, you, if you want, hey, if you want to make fun of me for, I'm just saying because I Kyrie's a good scorer, but like not ward, that good. Yeah, poor ward choice, fine, but don't let me finish. Jesus Christ, correcting you. Surrounded by two. This fucking guy people. complains about letting him finish. Hey, I don't get no complaints in that area. Don't don't start with me. Elaborate. No, we don't want him to elaborate. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. What's your point? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's expectate. There's expectations when you go out and get these three guys. If you're the Nets, so if you're KD, and Greg said it that he's a Twitter guy, so he's going to go off. Shouldn't you've been doing that? I mean, quit playing around with this fucking team and letting them get some confidence, whether it's indirect or direct, and put this fucking team away. Like, quit playing around with this freaking team. This is the knock on Kate. This is why if KD's hell-bent on showing the world that he's better than LeBron, okay, then do it. Show it now. Put this fucking team away and let's be done with this. We'll see. I mean, I, I, it's just so tough. I think we said it before, like the or the Nets didn't want to have to use James Harden if they didn't have to. Now that time has come. So, of course he's ready. He's been ready. But they just didn't want to. They just didn't want to come out and say that. I feel like it's a hamstring injury too. It's very, it's very tricky because all of a sudden, I mean, they've held what James Harden out before. That's that, uh, like in the Boston series a little bit. They didn't really play him the full minutes or anything like that, just to kind of ease him into it. First minute into the in the Buck series, just done his hamstring yeah. uh, issue. So it's always a tricky situation to see how what a player can do with a hamstring. I'm still dealing with one right now from like four weeks ago. Yeah, big softball guy. Big softball. Hey, at least it's not a hand issue or a head issue. <laughs> the head issue never was an issue. But yes, I did fracture my wrist playing softball. You want to go more into that? Like, how did you do it? No, no, I don't. Sure. All right. <laughs> the PTSD is real right now, ladies and gentlemen. You played on that same field like two weeks ago, and I slipped on the same base, but stayed up. Okay, is it because it was like wet? You know, it just rained or something like so that? that's or? the weird thing. I went back and checked the base after. The base was completely dry. So somebody was messing with me somewhere or, you know, somebody, somebody, some, yeah, I don't know. Well, well here's the thing. Hold on a second. We do forget about someone that fell down the stairs uh, at one of our football games. Oh, yeah, Jeff. The stairs were wet. You sl- the the field was wet. And the field was wet. 
So Love it for me. Okay. All right. I don't. So wait, I, I, don't I feel like Greg. both are different on, though because come on, Greg. Come on, Greg. you're telling me to hold on. Since he wants to, since he wants to bring up my fault, when I fell, at least I didn't fracture my ass. But moving on. Okay, wait, no, hold on. I, I do want to say, I do want to say something about this though. Oh god. So Ethan is running. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to pick sides or anything like that. It might sound like I am, but Ethan is making an athletic attempt to like get oh, to the base. To, okay. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. Let me finish now. Jeff, don't they have like railings you can grab on if you like fall or anything like that? And you were, it, it wasn't like you were, wait, were you running down the stairs or like in a hurry or were you just casually yes. walking? Okay. Yes, I was running down the stairs in a hurry. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I can somewhat understand that now. All right. I thought it was just a casual walk, but you still could have just grabbed the railing. Yes, okay. that awkward silence means that we're right. I'm Jeff, I know one thing you can be right about. Oh, hold on a second. We do have to talk about tomorrow night's game. So, uh, Jeff, we know you can be right. Who is winning Hawks 76ers? The Hawks. Right. I guess. All right. Yeah, that means I have to pick the Hawks. So, I guess I, uh, I'll i be right with you, Jeff. We went okay. Hawks last time. I'm going Philly. Going to Philly here. They had a big game um, on Saturday. They were really good. Joel Embiid, I don't know if it's really a torn meniscus, whatever, because he dropped like what, almost 40 points in that one game. Yeah, they were um, talking about that this morning on the radio. I'd have heard that. Oh, 27. But still, I mean, almost had a triple double. Tobias Harris didn't get uh, pretty big. I think the key factor here, though, is Danny Green's out for two to three weeks. Danny Green has been locking down Trey Young a little bit, at least when he's guarding him. He's not going to be there anymore. Ben Simmons is going to have to be that guy. I know they want him on John Collins, but something's got to give. I, 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 would, I would like to see a guy that you know, a lot of people thought could be a defensive player of the year. I would want to see Ben Simmons on Trey Young. Yes. You yep. put your best defender on Trey Young and make somebody else from the Hawks beat you. Absolutely. So what? Uh, there's there's also another game tomorrow, right? Yeah, game four. Uh, Clippers and the Jazz. Clippers had a really really good game three. Game four. Do they kind of repeat this whole thing, tying it up, or does Utah take a three one lead? No, the Clippers want the Clippers tied up. We ride the Kawhi train, ladies and gentlemen. We ride this train. I'll take your Kawhi train and ride the Donovan Mitchell train next to it. I'm taking the Jazz. I got. I got to go. My guy Kawhi Leonard too. Here's the thing, though. Paul George, he actually looked like a decent basketball player for once. Dropped 31 points, shot six for ten from three. Is here's the thing. I don't want to say. Because we we've asked this so many times when Paul George has a good game, is this is this the game he finally big, uh, breaks through? We'll see. I mean, Kawhi had a good game. Paul George, Reggie Jackson. Seems like this team's 
clicking a little bit now, uh, but it's Utah. Again, like I, I've been preaching, they're the most complete team. It'll be a good game, but I do want to see a little bit of chaos and the Clippers tie it 2-2, just, just to make it very fascinating for the rest of the series. I, f- I mean, the Clippers are a hell of a team. I think Kawhi's finally, like, I get maybe it wasn't a slow start to the playoffs, but you just like didn't hear of him as much. Um, I, I just I think the Jazz like they. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout win, but I think the Jazz have enough to pull it out in the end. Because, what was the last thing you said uh, about Paul George? You said for once. Yeah, he'll have one good game, but then the next two or three, he just can't do it. And there's always the question of. Hey, he finally had a good game. Is is the pandemic peak gonna come to an end? And then it just doesn't. Nope. Well, maybe with the pandemic finally coming to an end this week in Illinois, maybe. And they did give Porzingis that pandemic name too. So Jeez. Thoughts, Jeff? No, no, I expect I expect Kawhi and the Clippers to tie it up, and then from there it should go to seven games. Awesome. All right. So, hey, we're going to end this show pretty early. You know, we're around that 40-minute mark we were shooting for. So, I think we look pretty good. So, Jeff, with a quick minute, quick minute, all right? Do you know how long a minute is, all right? I just want I just want to need clarification here. Yes, I know how long a minute is. Okay. Soccer games. What to watch for tomorrow? Go. Uh, hold on here a second. I'll start. Uh, we put him on the spot. I'll give uh, we did put him on the spot. <laughs> I don't have the it's our soccer guy. As, I, expect, as, I expect him to know this right away. All he does is talk in the chat about soccer. He needs that's to know what this. I was just about to say. As a soccer guy, you know, USA, the Jeff is. You know what? I, you know, I have to have at it with you both of you. Is Jeff a fraud in soccer? No, I'm not. You know, I'm kind of in the business. Oh, you are doing homework. You said you're doing a four-page paper. All right, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, there's only in three games lieu, tomorrow, though. In lieu of you looking up your uh, soccer games, Jeff, what's your four-page paper on? On uh, some operational strategies for this business. And I'm, that sounds boring. Yeah, I'm thrilled about it right now. Anyway, um, God damn it! Here, let's fucking do this. Do you want me to tell you the games? Yes, please tell me the games. And I can All right, tell you. eight a.m. Central Time. The Czech versus the Scots. Uh, I expect the Scots to actually show that they belong in the tournament. Uh, let's see what. Uh, Slovakia versus the Polish, the Polacks. Uh, Robert Robert Lew- uh, Robert Lewandowski is going to go ape shit on the Slovakians. And la- the last one, Sweden versus España. Uh, expect Spain to show that they've improved, and Sweden to ride this Lawtan train because they have nobody else other than Lawtan at forty years old. They have their meatballs. <laughs> What? Wow. 
Sweden is not known for meatballs. That's Italy. Wow. Oh, my God. Jeff's never been to Ikea. No. I actually really? get I actually get furniture that's already assembled. Well, I'm glad that Walmart has pre-made furniture. I was going to say, what? I just go to Ashley Furniture, too. That's what I did. That's what I'm saying. <coughs> Sorry. Well, you're the I'm one that's the fancy one over here. Let's be honest. Wait, maybe. But yeah. I mean, I'll probably go up, piggyback on Jeff, I guess. I was, I was, I was thinking more of the check though. I just because I don't, I don't, I don't know nothing about soccer, but I would probably go pull. Poland, Espana. Spain, though, I'll tell you that much. I know Spain's always good at soccer, so that's, yep. that's all I know. Yep. That's all we talk about in my Spanish class about the soccer players. I'm like, all right, I'm assuming they're pretty good. What exactly is this? The World Cup? Or no, not the no, World it's Cup. The European, it's the uh, European Championships. Thank you. Jeff, how do you feel about the United States winning against Mexico? I know we went over this, but I know you were – we talked about it a couple days ago, and you're like, "Oh, they're not going to beat Mexico." We're not. I just, I'm not going to this, go this overboard. Not... With it. I'm not going to go overboard with it because uh-huh. mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. won the cup. They uh-huh. won the cup. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Except you said they were going to lose. I didn't say they were. Gonna... No, 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 no. You practically said they were going to lose that game. Well, because I didn't think I didn't think the U.S. Uh-huh. were going to play well. Mm-hmm. They don't ever play mm-hmm. well against Mexico. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They don't. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. what day was that game played on? Remember, six nine. Any given Sunday, I think it was. It might have been actually a Sunday. Hmm. Interesting, Jeff. Kami. It's not. It's not a. It's not a. I'm not a communist to point out. USA, baby. I mean, I'm happy they won, but I don't. I'm not going to beat my chest because I've seen them do this before. And then they, when they, when they turn around and go to the uh, World Cup qualifiers, they lay an egg. They don't true. ever. I mean, seriously, when they, when the expectations best, now best to do well, in the continent right now. Let's get them into the world. Let's get to the World Cup first, and then we'll have that conversation because I've seen this before. We are the best in North America. That's all that matters. USA. Stay with me, Jeff. When they get to the World Cup, then I'll I'll oh say God. There's a little there's there is Jeff soccer talk. We, he didn't know we were gonna get into it, but we did. There you go. You're welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you boys in a couple days for uh Wednesday. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Go Cubs.